This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 177 of The Real Word. Word is up. We're all over the place on our headlines. We've got Housing Wire leading off racket number one. You, you threw in a realtor.com, but this is a PDF. Well, it's an, wanna... it's an R. It's an R. It's an R. Okay. Yeah, yeah. National Association of Realtors. Yep. The 2020 profile of home buyers and sellers is out. It's a full PDF. We've got the link. You want to check that out. And then we're back to Inman for the Marketeer. Marketeer is amazing. We've talked about Glenda in the past. I'm excited for that one. I love one. Glenda. I could just listen to her talk. Yeah. It's, no, she it's does. The, she's it's a... the accent. And she says it with such conviction that you yeah. just like, she could tell me that the sky is green and I would believe her. She's a great storyteller. Yes. So we're going to get into that in Marketeer. Leading off, racket number one, is the appraisal process color blind? This is from Housing Wire. Leaders should seek reasonable and effective solutions to eliminate racial discrimination from the home buying process. So th this is all focused around appraisals, as mentioned, and uh, there, there's been multiple reports of race-based appraisal bias among certain appraisers in varied locations across the nation. Uh, they're referencing here a Washington Post article. There's a New York Times article that they've also linked up and uh, various other local news outlets, okay? So just recently, what happened? What is the news? Recently in June, this month, here in 2021, the White House put out a fact sheet on this issue, all right? So the administration states that it will aggressively combat housing discrimination given the focus, uh, uh, given the focus here and the clear communication from the administration, what should be done? All right, first, and so, the fact sheet is linked, but this is what they're saying should be done first. Every lender should have an escalation process for second level review for any appraiser to a minority buyer that comes in uh, below value or estimated value. If warranted, lenders should proactively support a second appraisal. All right. So how did they get to this one? Before we get to number two and three, let's go to that Washington Post article. Mm -hmm. um, and this is a one off, you know, example, example, but there's but multiple. there's multiple examples out yes. there. So, so we're just going to go with this one example in Washington Post. Which was located in go, where the heck was go that? Up there, up here. I got the Washington Post link. Yeah. Up. All right. So that was uh, Gwen and Lorenzo Mitchell. They were in it was a Denver. January article. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, January Washington Post, January twenty first. Um, and anyways, they want to do a home equity loan, so they had to have the appraiser come out. Yep, they wanted so they to could, refi. Yep. Yeah, you know, re basically to, refi to the house. Mm -hmm. And they are south of the. Um, Martin Luther uh, Boulevard. No, some boulevard I, no, in town. I, no, that's where they. That's where the comps were pulled. Uh, the comps were pulled south, so they're on one side of this boulevard, and the comps were all pulled from the other, other side. side. All right, yep. so they're in Park Hill, uh, or the the comps were were pulled from houses from the black side of Park Hill. They're on a diverse side of Park Hill. And Anyways. they got they they decided to do this appraisal because they based on what they had seen selling in their neighborhood, they believed that their house was going to be worth between 450 and 550. Right. And they they basically were being very conservative. They said if the comps are between 450 and 550, we should be right at 500. The appraised value for their home equity line of credit came in at 405,000. And again, all the comps were pulled from a uh, you know, different of part town. of town. Mm -hmm. So it was not a, you know, a true um, comparison in, in their neighborhood. And they were home. She was home when no, this... No, no, He was home. Lorenzo was home, who is black. Lorenzo, three kids were home. Okay. When the appraiser came. Okay, so 
they were like, what the heck? Right. Prazer obviously comes to the house, takes photos, takes measurements, does the report, met Lorenzo, the three kids, because they welcome him in the home, do the appraisal. Mm -hmm. They're there for like 10 minutes. These appraisers don't really even do anything at right. the house. It's a total joke uh, how appraisers you know, appraise homes, in my opinion. We'll get into that in a we little bit. We will get to that. And I'm sure I'll have appraisers, I'm sure as you always, will. when I talk about this topic mm -hmm. in the comments. Mm -hmm. But um, so the, so Lorenzo and, and his wife, Gwen, are like, okay, Gwen happens to be white. What the heck's up with this? We need to have a second appraisal. All right. right? So they said, you know what? We're just going to have Gwen, Gwyneth. I know what Gwen, she goes by Gwyneth now. Is that a, is that a song? Know, is that a thing? Gwen, Gwyneth. Anyways, her, she's not going by Gwyneth. Gwen is like, I'm just going to be home, just me, to meet the appraiser. So white Gwen meets the appraiser. The next appraisal comes in $145,000 more than the first appraisal. So $405,000 all the way up to five fifty, dollars the top end of, the of where those yep. comps were coming in. So clearly, huge disparity in mm -hmm. the two appraisals. Now, an appraisal is an opinion of value. And and obviously they're arguing with where those comps were pulled in the first one and the fact that Lorenzo was there and not Gwen, that there was a racially based appraisal on that first appraisal. Now, that could very well be true. I don't know if, if they, there's no fact to back that up, obviously, but uh, it looks that way, right? 100%. The facts look like it leads that way. Yes. Anyways. An opinions and appraisal of value. I've always argued that the way we do appraisals is total baloney anyways. You have one human being right. come into a house mm -hmm. for 10 minutes, mumbling. If they do, because during the pandemic, remember, they were doing desk, yeah. they were doing desktops. They oh, right. weren't even going into the homes. Right. Yeah. Which, which is, you know, you can get basically an accurate number without going into these homes. Potentially. In, in my opinion. Um, just like an appraiser's value is, is their opinion. Right. You have, these are the most miserable people in the real estate industry. Wow. Mumbling, stumbling through a house, doing measurements, taking crappy, the crappiest pictures of all time. And they're out of there in 10 minutes, right? They're just trying to blow through their day. Now, mm -hmm. the appraisal industry has certainly gone through some changes. I'm not Lots saying they're, they're killing it. They're not making tons of money on this deal. But technology is going to take over the appraisal industry. You're not going to see human beings coming up with these opinions of value, okay? I've always thought that if you have a low appraisal, the bank should automatically be having it tested by two or three Automatically. More. Well, but, this is stating that it, it, it that they should consider that, it. But no appraisal, I'm sure every agent can attest to the fact that you have had, I've had ones obviously come in low and the buyer has to fight it. How often does an appraiser actually yeah, voluntarily change their the, appraisal? The, the problem with this is, and, Zero? and we'll get to the second point that the White House fact sheet want, they want us to go here to, which is basically having a, a second person involved. Right. The problem is, the buyer doesn't want to pay for a second appraisal. Right. They just paid for one. The lender doesn't well, want to, to pay do for Well, to, to, to change a current appraisal, you wouldn't need to pay for. If the, if the, if you the went, lender has to eat it. Somebody has to pay the appraisal. Well, the, but, if, but that's if a, phys, if a person is physically going back out. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah if I'm just, just talking if you're, just, yeah, if you're arguing you're right. it and sending over different comps. Correct. That appraiser has to be willing to change what they've already yep. stamped as being a value. But the here's the problem with that yes and we've been in the situation so Too many, many times. times yes where you as the agent are saying to the appraiser who came out here is why this valuation should be changed right the appraiser 
the human being with their opinion of value right. yeah. starts peacocking. Of course, of course. Outrageously. Because now you're telling them they're wrong and then they're not going to yeah. admit that they're wrong because they, they stamped it and they sent it to the bank telling the bank Correct. that this number is what I stand they by. They do not want to say they're wrong. Right. And now you're getting into this awkward, combative and, and conversation. Have, and they have all of the power in this situation. Oh, yeah. Because all they have to say is no. Yeah, they've they've got all the power. It, yeah. It's, this industry is ripe for massive disruption. I don't I don't think you're going to see human beings going out and giving their opinions um, and getting paid for them in the appraisal process and the bank relying on one licensed appraiser for very far into the future. All right. But that being said, here's where um, this release from the administration wants to go yep. with number two. Yep. The industry needs to adopt a more colorblind process to appraise a home. One possible solution is to separate the individual who goes to the home, takes the photos, does the measurements from the actual person doing a write-up and assessment of value uh, so as to reduce the impact of an on-site location-based racial bias. So that person doing, they're just sending in measurements and photos. They're not sending Which in who they met. on the MLS nine right, times out right. of 10. So why are you sending a person out there? But. You know, we, we mentioned this in a, in a couple of real words before where we were talking about cryptocurrency yeah. in the oh, real estate industry. Oh, way over my head now. Yep. The blockchain it is going to mm -hmm. eliminate all of this kind of bull crap. It's going to eliminate local town halls. It'll definitely eliminate the need for appraisers to go out and measure. All that stuff will be living on these smart contracts on the blockchain. Mm -hmm. We're not going to need appraisers. We're not going to need the little old ladies and old men sitting at the uh, the town halls. We'll get rid of those. Mm -hmm. What else could we get rid of? Attorneys? <sighs> No, nothing you can't like get getting rid of attorneys. There's nothing like getting rid of attorneys. You're not getting rid of attorneys. I'm making a lot of friends on this yeah, real world episode. This will be a fun one. We will not. Bobby's shaking his head. No good, Bobby. He's, he likes he getting rid of attorneys. Like, Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so that's one possible solution right now while we're still using hu human beings. Third, uh, the efforts to automate property valuation should be enhanced. Absolutely. This is where the White House gets it right. Um, there are new products which can help. And while the GSEs are being controlled on experimental and new products, pilots, and technologies. This is one area that should be approved for significant focus. I agree. We've got so much technology out there. Uh, we really shouldn't. I mean, how many times right now have you waited to close a property for an extra three weeks because you can't get a you human being yeah, out there for his or her yeah. stupid right. opinion of value? Right. This is yes. so antiquated. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And and certainly... Um, a computer or, or the well, blockchain and, and, is, and, is and, not going to have this and what you're, colorblind. But what you said earlier or, or, too, they're not even and they're not even getting paid enough to do it. So yeah. I don't, I can't even imagine that many people even entering, you know, that that job force if yeah. you're having to run around for like two hundred dollars. Yeah. I just I've I've had lots of issues with people's opinions of values. The market is the market is the market. If a buyer and a seller agree to a price, that's really the valuation. And now I know we've got the mortgage involved. And they've got to really feel good about this uh, valuation. But sending one person's opinion of value out, and so often does this happen where in this situation, you know, racially biased, but so often without a racial bias, does an appraiser come from out of town, doesn't know the area. Out of town. And pick stupid comps. Just right. 
pointless comps from all over the place that make absolutely no sense, or they don't have enough comps and they don't have enough common sense to figure out what the market is doing right now. Well, and again, and you, you see this, I feel like you see this more after a property has sold. How many times does an appraiser call you and say, Hey, listen, I see that this, I got the other day, this condo sold for blah, 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 blah. And, but the, the last one that sold was like this other number. How, how did it appraise out? And I'm like, what like you're i'm excuse me like you're asking me how did it now you're questioning the appraisal it appraised use it as a comp and then now but now i'm questioning you as an appraiser because my one bedroom sold for 135 and the last one bedroom that sold for like 90 say but there was two bedrooms that sold for like 160 are you not looking at those two like anyway it's i feel like you see it a lot after the fact too when these appraisers are calling you asking you about are there were there credits were there closing cost credits does that even matter like that's going to change the the it, it it appraised out at that value with the closing cost credits in there like is that anyway and i it's just it's always so flabbergasting to me when appraisers are calling the agents after finding out yeah. like about the property the, yeah listen every industry including real estate agents everybody's there's massive disruption coming but the appraisal industry is probably the one we'll see even before well, now the before the, it the all like we're, we're involved, massive so. massive uh yeah technology takeover so i'm sorry appraisers it, it just is what it is on that one racket mm-hmm. number two 2020 profile of home buyers and sellers national association of realtors uh just re uh, they didn't just release it but it's out so it's you, out you can we have um, no idea when it came out you but can we check just it out. found it all right yeah characteristics of home buyers i'll go through some of these Nicole, please let's do there's a can, lot of, it's a lot of words first time home buyers made made up 31 percent of all-time buyers a dip from last year's 33 percent so these are the full year of 2020 this is mm-hmm. where 2020 compares to 2019 year over year so 31 percent of buyers were first time home buyers during 2020 would have thought that it would have actually been an increase. Maybe, maybe. No, I would because people, you know, in their apartments, wanting to get out, never bought a home, living through the pandemic. Maybe. Like, I want to get out. I don't out, know. What, I mean, but people are also losing their jobs, or are they concerned about losing their jobs? Maybe it's not now not the time to pull the trigger. Although rates were so flipping low, maybe I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Although you did see a lot of like really young people just say, you know what, I'm just gonna move back home. I'm well, gonna give up the I, apartment in New York City. Well, so move back many, home. of yeah. course. Yeah. All right. The typical buyer was 47. Years old, holding steady from last year. The median household income for 2019 uh, rose rose again 96. to 96,500. So typical home buyer, 47 mm-hmm. years old. Uh, 62% of recent buyers were married. Couples, 19% were single females. 9% were single fa- uh, males. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Look 9% at the single ladies were unmarried out. couples. Absolutely. Yeah. We, and we've seen this stat before. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Where, yeah. where the um, single ladies just are dominating single dudes. Single dudes, what are you doing? Get out of your mother's basements. <laughs> 12% of home buyers purchased a multi generational home, same as last year. Uh, 91% of recent home buyers identified as heterosexual. 3%. What's hetero? Uh, 91%. You, you, you like, you're a man and a woman. You're uh you're a man or 91 percent. You're a man and a woman. 91 percent of recent home buyers identified yes. as being both. No, like you. Like, oh, you are a man or a woman. No, you like man. Like you like your. You like the opposite sex. Heterosexual. 91 percent of people. Oh, you like the opposite sex. Yes. Okay, I've oh, got Lord. you. I've got you. 91 percent of. Did you skip health? As much as you skipped health. Yeah, Did I you mean, skip science? Well, there's all these words now. I know that's a that's a common one though. Right? Yeah, I mean it. Three percent. Three percent gay or mm-hmm. lesbian. Mm-hmm. 1% bisexual, 5% preferred not to answer. Okay. 
There you go. There you go. 18% of recent... Why is that even important? 18% of recent home buyers were veterans. 2% were active duty service members. 27% uh, the primary reason for purchasing a home was a desire to own. That's a good number. I mean, agents, get out there and start, you know. Veterans. 18% of recent home buyers were veterans. Yeah, yeah, I mean, get yourself all dolled up for understanding those those loans for sure. Uh, At 27%, the primary reason for purchasing a home was the desire to own own a home of their own. Obviously. Okay. Yep. For first-time homebuyers, this number jumps to 64%. Anything stand out there? No, not really. I just, I like the single ladies. I mean. Single ladies. They're doing it. What's 19%. The All What's the, the single ladies, you know. There you go. Yeah. You got it. That's as far right. as, that's, that's where we're stopping that. Okay. Yeah. You want to do the sellers? No, well, we could. I mean, I think obviously what's really interesting in here too, um, I mean, do you want to keep, you want to keep reading? And, no, no, and Because I, I feel like we're, like we're going I, back to health class here. I don't know if you wanted to, no, we're not going back to health class. <laughs> Again, I think it's very helpful to, to, to go through because it does talk about homes that people are, are buying, the characteristics of homes. There's a um, lot of information. There, there is a, there's a lot to chew on in here and definitely worth a read um, to wrap your head around. And then also, too, for like your marketing strategy, too, like who are you targeting? Again, even just that whole veteran set, that's a huge chunk of veterans. So like, do you know what you can offer them? Do you know how you can help them? Can you guide them? Can you market them? Hook yourself up with a mortgage guy that is well versed with a veteran, because again, eighteen percent—that's that's a that's a decent part of, of 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 people in my mind. So yeah, for the veteran, I it's like all, it's all pretty know, eye-opening. You know what stands out uh, to me is only eight percent, even when the market is good, right? It was really good in twenty twenty. Values were going up. Only eight percent of recent home sales, twenty twenty home sales, were for sale by owners. This remains close to the lowest recorded share since the report started in 1981. Yeah. So only 8% of people decided in a thriving market where prices are going up to sell their home on their own. What does that mean? It means it's clearly not working well for those who choose to do it. If it was working fantastic for for sale by owners, they'd yeah. be telling their friends, I sold my home, it was the yeah. easiest process. I had no problems. Yeah. And that number would go from eight to 12 to 22 to, you know. I think what's important though, as you read further though, of those 8%, a majority of them were selling to somebody that they knew. For sale by owners typically sell for less than the selling price of other homes, Fizbo's. Mm-hmm. Home, Fizbo's, the Bozo's, homes sold at a median of $217,900 last year, mm-hmm. significantly lower than the median of agent-assisted homes at $242,300. huge amount of money that you're leaving yeah. on the table. But again, if you read the next the next paragraph, it does say they're selling quicker, but most times people are selling them to somebody that they know. So yep. even though we're considering them a Fizbo, they may have never even really went out on the open market. So. Yeah, I mean, if that was working for the majority of people, the number would be. They've been recording this since 1981, right? The number would be going up, not down. It's trending down to the lowest level, uh, you know, in history here. So since they've been recording this, okay. All right. Anything else stand out? No. Again, I just I think I think there's like you said, it's there's a lot of information in there. Certainly worth going through. Here's another one. It breaks up into like search processes. Yeah. Profession about the professionals. Where you happen in? Another one that stands out is forty three percent of recent buyers. First step was to look online. So if you're online website your your presence is not really tight your your gmb your google my business page that's not really dialed in right now you, sh- you should be spending some time there 18 percent of agents first uh, of buyers rather first contacted an agent okay so 43 percent 
are going online first, 18%, which listen, that 18%, you think that's going to go up or down in the future? It's going to go down. It's going to go down. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, get your online game tight. 91% of recent buyers found their real estate agent to be very or somewhat useful, somewhat somewhat useful information source. So that's, I'd like to know what thought they were very useful and then somewhat that's a big it you know because out of that 91 if, if 60 percent were on the somewhat side what does somewhat that's mean? not good just like like, I, like you know like i somewhat like your shirt they, like it's an insult i love this shirt i though. think it's i'm yeah. i again i'm just just saying I, it, it actually goes really well with your your new kicks that you got down there thank you yep i'm not gonna show them no i please don't all right uh no, no, do not insert a photo, no, Bobby. They're, they're, We're not showing off the good. kicks. Nicole, if I commented on her kicks, she would, she's got flip-flops I on. got my flops on. Okay. Uh, Marketeer of the week. I only show off my socks. Yeah. Yeah. Which you have on a previous real word. No, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah, nothing yeah. that I've ever really... Okay. Uh, Marketeer of the week, Glenda Baker. We've talked about her on past real words. I love Glenda. I've had her on my podcast. She's fun. She's fantastic. I actually saw a... Billy Joel concert with Glenda. With she was her? sitting right next to me. Was yep. she doing it? Jumping up and down? She was loving it. Yeah, yeah, she had a great time. We had a great time. Did you jump up and down? I'd love to see, I kind of want to be at a concert with you. I was doing it, yeah. Like, what do you do? Are you on your phone? It was Madison Square Garden. Are you sitting on your phone? Like you're sitting? No, you, we no? had like 20 of us. We were partying. You did? Yeah. You, like, you participated? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you don't like fun. Tom Ferry was there. Josh okay. Rubin. Well. Tom Tool. Joe Biggs. Whole crew, whole bunch of us. All right. Love it. Here's how this agent generated 108000 in GCI gross commission income so far in 2021. So Glenda Baker, this is- In an, five, that was in five months. Inman article. Yeah, so far in five months. because yeah, it's okay? June. That would be closer to six months. If you're not following Glenda on TikTok, it seems like she went from like 30,000 followers on TikTok to over 300,000, like literally in the last three months. She has just been hammering the content. Her style of content, and and maybe Bobby will even pop up a video. Yeah, I would. Yeah, Should we? Let's let's do that. Do that one, that let's one do that right now. Chip. So once upon a time, I sold a big ass house, and I made one hundred and thirty-seven thousand dollars in commission on that one house. And rather than taking that money and investing it in real estate, I went and bought a brand new Mercedes. I went on a shopping spree, and I pissed that money away. Instead of buying a townhouse on Lenox Road, it was right in the middle of foreclosure season. I could have bought that townhouse for $100,000. That townhouse today, that in 1995 was $100,000, is a million dollars. That Mercedes is worth zero, and those clothes don't fit. This is a cautionary tale. So Glenda's style of video, they're all the same. If you go through her feed, it is a off camera view where she's looking at a you know probably somebody sitting right off the camera her her, her uh, videographer's name is denver she's probably looking at denver like this way i don't even know if i've got it right and she's storytelling she's just telling story after story after story and they're recording those stories throughout a whole day process you it, can tell because she's can t- it, yeah i mean it's yeah. she's wearing the same to get um, good nuggets like that it's you, you gotta yeah, you just have go. Conversation. Yeah. And she's just having conversations. And again, and I just she just talks well. She's yeah. just Well, she's got the southern she's just, charm. It's fun. And she looks good. Her yeah. hair's always quaffed right. It's quaffed. Yeah. There's a quaff. She's got like she's a She's quaffing? She's there's yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm gonna ask I'm gonna text Glenda. Ask her if she's got a quaff. Are you quaffing? That's Glenda with two N's too, by the way. <laughs> Are you quaffing? No, it's 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 poofed right. It's like, you know. So 
what she's doing, she's telling stories very well, but she's consistent on her TikTok feed. So she's posting every single day or twice a day. People know what to expect when they go to her feed. She's not trying to get fancy or cute, trying to do like some huge crazy video right. over here and then doing yeah. like a tip on one day. Yeah. She, it's the same thing every single day, rinse and repeat over and over and over and over again. Those are the social platforms that do the best where they rinse and repeat. They're good at something and they just hammer it. Yeah. We're not trying to do too many different things. Well, once you watch one, it's like you naturally are going to then watch all of that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you get hooked. And it's that bite-sized content. Oh, so yeah. It's very hook- we well, fall into rabbit holes on TikTok all the time. What I don't know why Glenda's not doing, and she probably has a reason for this, is she's not putting those uh, TikTok pieces of content on her Instagram Reels. I would definitely be using those on IG Reels. Bobby? It's because IG Reels, they put out an update where it recognizes the TikTok. Yeah, but, but what it, no, no, no. I'm not saying save it from TikTok and, and putting it just, on, on just IG. Just upload saying, it. I'm saying you upload it natively to, to both. Real, yeah. So you it, upload it the in app creation like TikTok did in the beginning, Instagram Reels for all its like their remixes. So like every time they right. I, I I understand that they want Instagram Reels, and we've covered this, wants you to build the video in With the it, app. Yes. That's what you're saying, yeah. right, Bobby? Yeah. But I've seen plenty of people that are posting on both TikTok and Instagram uploading natively. Yeah. And they're taking off in both places. Well, again, so, but, but but to be worried about views though seems a little silly. Like she's I getting two point five million views. Just have it lit on your in, live on videos. your Instagram too, because if if I'm following you on TikTok, I, I I'm gonna start following you on Instagram too. I, my point is, I go on TikTok and listen. It says here, um, you know, what does it say about her going on TikTok? If if many would say that TikTok is just child's play. Well, if you consider the hundred and eight thousand dollars in five months directly from TikTok child's play then sign me up. This is Jimmy Burgess writing the, the Inman article mm-hmm. on on Glenda. I go on TikTok maybe once a week now at this point, right? Yeah, I don't I used and to I used to go on all now I wa I do real. I real I watch reels. Yeah, yeah, reels. Yeah. I, I like the Instagram platform better. My mm-hmm. point is there are multiple people like you that are just like, oh, I'm just not going on or like me, I'm not going on TikTok that mm-hmm. much anymore. I'm just going on Instagram, you know, the older crowd, right? We might be older. <laughs> I mean, we can, you, we, can ask, we can ask, we can ask, we have, we have our uh, intern we're Lexi talking in the about house. Like, we're talking like you, three years. Using TikTok or Instagram more? She's How old are you? 19. So, so Lexi's 19 years so old. So she's over there laughing at us. Yeah, yeah. Like, ah, ah, ah. She, she's on TikTok all the way. They probably use Facebook still. Right. And w- which we do. <laughs> <laughs> which Facebook's algorithm is crap right now. Um, anyways. Yeah. You're going to see that a lot. Right. And, but the point is Glenda who has a ridiculous ability to connect with agents and get referrals in Atlanta because of the way she gifts to agents and recognizes agents' birthdays. She has a whole system for this. Glenda being, having all that content on Instagram, I think would really, would, would really do well for her. She's obviously killing TikTok. She's, she's doing something a lot, right? No, I'm not giving her any tips. I would just, I already have the content. I would put them on both platforms. I would argue that, that putting them on both is, is fine because there's a lot of people not looking at both platforms right. so it's great it's fantastic yeah content. i mean even just like igtv maybe it's not necessarily a real i don't know but yeah i mean why not yeah you could even live uh, on your grid i'd get it up there yeah. now looking at this it's like boy and and hearing lexi say it's only oh, tiktok do you go on instagram at all not not, as big not on many again if you go 19 on years I, old, I, I, would, I would say out of the last 
you know, four people that we've hired, two were in their 20s and they just set up an Instagram page. Like, a, like they didn't even have an Instagram page. Set it up for the business of real estate. Is that yes. what you're saying? Yes. They were just on TikTok. People are still using Snapchat. Are you still using Snapchat? Yeah. Snapchat How often? Is that? So are you using Snapchat just one-on-one with your friends? Yeah, it's like my form of like... Communication? Communication, yeah, yeah. yeah. No texting? So like it... They're snapping. Text my parents, but I'll Snapchat. Just text your parents, you know. You bought your kids iPhones. They're like thinking they're texting people. They're not texting anybody. They're texting you. Yeah. Uh, I got another text message. It's like it's like getting an email. Uh, my mom's texting <laughs> what a me. Loser. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right, everybody. So anyway, so you, uh, this was. A I'm, great I'm curious lesson. though. No, we, we've yeah. got Lexi here. She's 19 yeah. years old. I'm curious. Uh, TikTok's number one. Yeah. Snapchat's number two. Yeah. Instagram's like more like. What's Instagram? That's your your business. That's your LinkedIn. No, she can just. I'll I'll re I'll re say what she's saying. It's all right, Bobby. So the the algorithm on TikTok, the algorithm on TikTok has got you hooked. Yeah. 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 yeah I got gotcha. you. Oh, dude, it gets us hooked. So well, I'll I'll, sh- I'll send you some, and you're like, oh, I just fell into a four hour hole no, no, of TikTok. That's why I only go on TikTok once, once a week a, yeah, now because I'm like, hours. I don't I don't want to lose. I don't want to so, lose. I have to tell you, yeah. it, I have to say, TikTok. I I think helped um, save a lot of people during the pandemic. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was it was it was it was. I will say though that it's gotten. Um, some of our agents well I, I guess it's Reels I feel like Reels and TikTok are pretty much the same but really obsessed now with like coming up with like funny creative like videos so, where maybe it's like maybe we could just like you know my, my argument is uh, or, or my suggestion would be we got to rethink as real estate professionals what Glenda's doing right on TikTok I mean TikTok the app is going to change right and then 19 year olds in five years are going to hate TikTok we already know that's going to happen uh, you, you won't be 19 anymore. You'll be 24. So don't worry about it, Lexi. But it's going to change over time. So we might as well jump in there and just destroy the app like every other app. You know what I mean? Just another thing. I don't think Glenda's destroying the app. Though. She's, I feel like she's I have a whole great, other sink of dishes content. to do now. No, yeah. it's great. I think I think what she's doing is fabulous. Yeah. yeah. There's Listen, Instagram Reels, YouTube Shorts. If you go on your favorite YouTube channel right now, and you look at how their shorts, we got to start doing some shorts, Bobby, how the shorts on YouTube are getting so much more views than some of their other YouTube content. Mm-hmm. It's because YouTube is pushing them in the algorithm. Right. TikTok still has a very organic algorithm. Instagram reels on Instagram. You get so many more views posting a reel than you do just posting. It is interesting, your, though, because uh, I timeline. feel like, though, with the reel, you could f- like for some reason, like all these pregnant moms seem to be like their stories seem to be popping up. I don't know you're, how you like pregnant moms. No, I, you're, I, I, I don't like pregnancy. Um, I, 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 I don't like children. So I, I don't know how to get out. I don't know how to get out of you're it. You're in it. I'm, I'm, I'm like knee deep in like, I saw somebody on uh, Twitter ladies on Twitter saying Twitter's probably like, just are you using Twitter at all? No, not really. No. So I saw somebody on, on Twitter saying, um, that they created a second YouTube account just to get out of the algorithm feed that yeah. they were in because they were feeding them so many videos they I wanted to get I away from. I think I need to do that. It's yeah. it, what they're feeding me on reels account. right now is like I'm. It's sometimes yeah. I'm just like I'm out. I'm I'm out. All right. So shout out to Glenda, Glenda. Uh, doing a great job. Marketeer of the week, Glenda. Love you. Hopefully I'll see you soon. 
We'll see. We'll see her in uh, Dallas in October. Oh boy, she'll be there. Love it. All right, that's your real word. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments, and we'll see you next week, guys. Oh, 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 o